Revolution. This is Truth Revolution. It's where faith and reason meets. I'm Pastor Dave. That's Pastor Jeff. And we are from Revolution Church in Salina, Kansas. Almost forgot where we were at. <laughs> memes. Atheist memes. I like memes. I look at these all day long. And I found a page on Facebook that is Atheist Memes. So today we're actually going to go through the different atheist memes, explain their logic, and see if they actually provide good rationale for rejecting Christianity or not. Right. You know, there's there's a, uh, memes are such a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? Because... Do I know what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can you can uh, say, okay, I'm just going to... I'm just going to look at one. Mm-hmm. But you can't just look at one. No. <laughs> and it's like YouTube. You'll start looking at one, and then three hours later... <laughs> After you've so, been up, yeah. you know, way past your bedtime. 2 a.m. Yeah, it's too late. Now, if you're not proficient in the ways of the interwebs, a meme is basically a picture, uh, most of the time a picture that someone has already made for mm-hmm. different purpose, and that picture has been repurposed with different text on it to make a joke of some kind. Right. So uh, these jokes for the atheist memes, these jokes are poking fun at Christianity. Some of them are trying to make arguments and points of why Christianity is stupid. So today, as we go through these, it's interesting to note that each one of these actually makes a logical argument, and Mm -hmm. we're going to try to figure out what those logical arguments are. So without further ado, uh, you can find this on facebook.com slash memes, atheism, memes. We'll put a link to that. Just to give credit where credit is due. There you go. Uh, But we're going to start out. We just took the most recent and went through them. Uh, I think I only skipped one because it was clearly just making fun. It wasn't making an argument. Right. Uh, we're just going to take all of them, though, um, from the most recent. Uh, we'll go, I think we'll maybe try to do nine or so, depending on how much time we have. All right, Dave, let's, let's <laughs> describe the picture on this first one. People watching on YouTube can see it or on TV can see it. If they listen on the radio or the podcast, they can't see it. So what are we looking at? All right, so there's a man in the, in the picture, and he's, he's uh, laying, obviously dead. But, but it's Jesus. Yeah. It's not just a man. Okay, says... What's that? People are dying? Tell them I am working in mysterious ways. So, yeah, the picture is like Jesus taking a nap. Taking a nap, yes. Okay, so Jesus taking a nap, and people are dying, but God says, well, tell them I'm working in mysterious ways. He's take, God's taking a nap, and it's mysterious. Right. So what, what is the argument here being made by the atheists? Let's just analyze this one step at a time. Well, you know, we obviously know that, that life and death go hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. You're alive, you're going to die someday. Um, there's nothing really mysterious about that. And so we try to explain away uh, death. You know, people talk to Christians about, uh, you know, like my aunt just died, right? Mm-hmm. And Christians will say, well, maybe that's part of God's plan or maybe that you just have mm-hmm. to have faith. God's working in mysterious ways. To the atheist, that's not very mysterious, Right. Yeah, it's not very mysterious. She just died. You're dead, right? right? If God was real, that's not. Yeah, I mean, they're really they're talking about the problem of evil and specifically the problem of death. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes will give this platitude: "Oh, God works in mysterious ways." Now, I'll just state state at the outright: I believe God does sometimes work in mysterious ways. We just read a Bible verse last Sunday. My sermon was on uh, a Psalm where it says, "God's God is clouded in darkness and mystery." Uh, meaning you can't understand everything you try to understand about God. It's impossible. It's almost futile. Uh, We can only understand what God reveals about himself. So uh, I do believe God does work in ways that we don't always understand. However, that doesn't mean we can't understand certain things like 
suffering and death. Mm -hmm. Scripture and God has given us very good reasons, as well as our brains have given us very good reasons why these things might happen. So to be an atheist or to be, let me flip this around, to be a Christian, and we posit the idea, okay, God exists, there's a Christian God, Jesus died, rose from the dead, Jesus is the son of God, and that is our belief. And what they're suggesting with the problem of evil is they're suggesting that because bad things happen, because death happens, therefore that is incongruent, that's incompatible Mm -hmm. with your Christian beliefs. Absolutely not incompatible. It's not illogical in any way. All we have to do is show that it fits into the Christian worldview. Oh, absolutely. And that would answer the question. So do, now we've done a lot of this. Uh, Clay Jones, mm-hmm. who actually, we'll see what happens. But I message him. He's got a new book coming out next oh, spring. Sweet. I message him. It's about the fear of death and, and how people are actually obsessed with death, even though they don't like to talk about death. Right. Um, and we, uh, I, I was in California meeting with him for a couple of days. And so we went over this idea of uh, immortality projects. He believes everybody has an immortality project. You know, whether it's, you know, starting a foundation yeah. for your child that died in their name or, uh, you know, building a big home or whatever is yeah. like these projects. Yeah, that make like legacy pro- projects. Legacy projects, right? Yeah. right? Because we're obsessed with not having an end to our life right. or an end to our influence. We're going to talk about that maybe next month. He'll be a guest on the show Sweet. if he's got awesome. time and we can fit it in there. Uh, but if not, certainly before next April when his book comes out. Anyway, so... Does, does death fit with Christian Christians' worldview? Absolutely. Death began in the fall. Genesis chapters one to four address death specifically, why it occurs and what God is going to do about it. It's not like this isn't a thing that's not talked about. I mean, right. the Bible doesn't avoid this at all. Right out of the gate, it gets at it. God created everything. It was good. Mankind sinned. Because we sinned, now we die, right? It's a punishment. It's also a benefit. Because if we were to live in this fallen world full of sin and corruption and violence and no one ever died, people would continue to get more vile and more vile. Mm-hmm. That'd be a bad, that'd be hell, right? Yes. Now, could you imagine uh, becoming paralyzed or become your body getting old and decrepit? Uh, you ha- have uh, mental problems. And we all know the older you get, the worse off you're mentally, the worse right, off you yeah. are physically. Could you imagine being 12,000 years old <laughs> no. with all the sort of physical ailments that go with that? Like, no, no it's terrible. God yeah. allows us to die. Um, so we die partly as a punishment for our sin, partly, and that corruption is a punishment too, but partly to relieve us from that. It's, it's, it's not anti-Christian. It is absolutely Christian as well as Jewish. I agree. Um, Jesus gives an answer for the suffering. He's going to return someday. Said all things right. Scripture actually teaches that what God has in mind for us can't even be compared with our current suffering. Right. Amen. So I always like to make the comparison, you know, if Bill Gates came to you and said, Dave, I'm going to give you a billion dollars with a B, a billion, a billion dollars. dollars. But to get the billion dollars, you've got to stub your toe. Would you be willing to stub your toe? Every single day. <laughs> right. And you only got to do it once. Like, but that's suffering. Right. Why would Bill Gates want me to suffer? Right. Well, you're, look, no one's going to be like, why would he want me to suffer? You would say, Heck yeah, that amount of suffering for a billion dollars, no problem, baby. And when we get to the next life, we're going to look back on this life. This is not to minimalize or trivialize what you're going through because right now it's absolutely painful. But when you get to the next life and you experience the reward that God offers, you're going to look back at your current suffering and go, that's nothing compared to what I got now. Right, amen. Amen. I've been through some pretty terrible things in my life. You know what some of them are, Dave? Some of them were, Dave. I know you've been through some terrible things. And like even right now, I look back at what I've gotten from going through those terrible times and I'm like, I wouldn't want to go through that again, Mm -hmm. 
but what I've gotten far outweighs what was wounded inside of me. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it becomes one of those things where I wouldn't trade my past for a different future. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Because I like where I'm at today and uh, my life is in... I mean, I'm happier today than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And that's because of Christ. Exactly. So this whole concept, you know, the meme, what's that? People dying? Tell them I'm working in mysterious ways. It's the problem of evil and death. And we have no problem with evil and death. Right. We've answered those many times. If you want a more detailed answer, which we're certainly glad to provide, just go to our website, truthrevolution.tv, and search for Clay Jones. Clay Jones. We had multiple shows on the problem of evil yeah. with him. Yes. Um, we're going to... Go on to the next meme, though. All right. I feel like we need a, a musical interlude for each meme. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. Make it possible, Sam. Okay, wait. All right. So uh, this next one, we've got a black box. It's a black picture with the words, God's not dead. He's imaginary. Oh! Oh, yeah. Okay. S- burn. Burn. <laughs> <coughs> Obviously, you know, we have this... For it, you know, the God, the movie came out. God's not right. dead, mm-hmm. right? You know, famous philosopher said uh, Nietzsche, "God is dead." Of course, when he was saying God is dead, uh, most people don't know this, uh, but Nietzsche was saying God is dead as a lament. He wasn't proclaiming God is dead. Nobody should believe in God. He was saying basically, in our culture, yes. God is dead. People don't believe in him anymore. And although Nietzsche, some people argue about his spirituality, whether he was an atheist or a deist or whatever. Um, he actually was lamenting that God is dead in our culture because yeah. he con- came to the conclusion basically that this is not a good thing. Right. The culture basically kills God, right? Yeah. Um, it, within itself. Right. We don't want God. We don't want the morality put down upon us, which nowadays uh, you have to you have to admit people don't like following rules. Right. I don't like following rules. Right. And we don't like morality being put on us. And so the idea that you know God has morality and wants us to live a certain way, I mean... This is rejected out of hand by a lot of progressives, by a lot of atheists, and they don't want God's rules in society. This is how we end up where we're at, where, you know, you have the case uh, last month, uh, this last month of a court ruling that a, a seven-year-old boy could continue, could, could continue transitioning genders to become yeah. a, a girl uh, despite his father not wanting him to because there is his mother and father were divorced and the court said, well, we're going to give full custody to the mother and she's going to transition the boy to a girl. And I mean, this is like, how do you get to the point in society where you disregard biological facts for feelings and then impute that onto children who tomorrow the seven year old is going to want to be a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Sweet. Can we do that? <laughs> right? I need someone to surgically implant a shell on me. Yeah. And, and this isn't to trivialize people no. who struggle with gender dysphoria. It's a real thing. But how do we get to the point where imputing th- these feelings onto a child and making him make absolute chemical changes in his right. body? You know, it's because of this idea that we don't want rules, we don't want absolute truth. Yeah. Now, Back to the meme. God's not dead. Okay, that's what we were talking about. It says he's imaginary. The question is, is God from our imagination? Is it possible that God is a figment of our imagination? Hmm. Romans one twenty. What does it say, Dave? Since the beginning of time. This is going to be kind of a paraphrase. Good. This is good. But since the beginning of time, God's divine natures and eternal quality can be clearly seen, clearly seen. by what has been made. So that so no men are with... Men are without excuse. No excuse. Right, yeah. yeah. And so we have no excuse when we look at, when we look out to the stars 
And especially when we peer into the deep parts of space, we yeah. see we see uh, the stars being made and, and how magnificent and big and how systematic this universe actually is. There is order to yes, it. Yes, absolutely. You can look in the scars, stars and you can measure days, seasons, mm-hmm. times, and hours by the orbit of the stars and the sun. Yeah. Like, this is mathematical precision yes. down to inches when you're talking about billions of miles. Right. This is an accident? No. Like, how do you say God's imaginary? If, if, if I threw marbles onto the floor mm-hmm. and they all scattered, scattered into a pattern that formed a perfect five-point star, every angle was the, I don't know what, what, degree angle or in stars. I don't know. Let's just say a 30 degree angle exactly on every point and every marble is lined up with hardly any variance at all on a perfect straight line, made a perfect star with all these marbles. You'd look at me and be like, how'd you do that? And if I said it was just an accident, you'd be like, it was Whatever. not. Yeah, there are right? magnets under the floor. Yeah. You know, you there's some force at work. You would right? think there was yeah. you would know yeah. there was some force at work yeah. because that cannot happen. Right. Likewise, do you look at the universe and see all these things mathematically precise, the laws of the universe, the cosmology of the mm-hmm. stars, how they're set in fixed orbits, how our planet is in the right spot right. in our solar system for life, our solar system's in the right spot in the galaxy, our galaxy exists in such a way, like we should bring Hugh Ross on and go right, through those. Uh, we've done, uh, Google or uh, go to our, our website and search Hugh Ross, mm-hmm. H-U-G-H Ross, R-O-S-S. We've done shows with him about the likelihood that life could even occur on Earth. Right, yeah. It's This isn't, imaginary that's not imaginary this is mathematical right if you believe in probability you should believe in god right and you look at also uh bring it down out of the skies and into the earth and look at our dna you know yeah. we are uh there's four letters that are used in the dna sequence and everything on this planet from those four pieces of dna we get such diversity yeah. on this planet, and we look at we look at our skeletal system, our muscular system, our circulatory system, our respiratory system, our nervous system, and everything works together mm. uh, to form a being that has a mind and a will, and we are able to think and mm-hmm. master the earth, which God told us to do, by the way, and we are left without an excuse. Absolutely, good. Next meme All right. So we got a picture of a cross with the sun shining down on it. It says, religion has had several thousand years to prove it is right. Yet still still, still can no, do no better than you just wait until you're dead. <laughs> so it's saying we've had several thousand right. years to prove ourselves right. And the best answer we got is just wait until you're dead. Right. Which is not true. Well, we just talked about a lot of evidence. Um, I, I, it's interesting because they, they wrote a comment on it and they wrote, or I just know because I have faith. Right. Hashtag solid logic. <laughs> okay. Never once on this show have we said just have faith. Matter of fact, we've said the opposite. Question it. Yes. Hebrews actually gives a definition of faith. It says being sure of what you hope for and having confidence in what you cannot see. Right. Okay. How do you get confidence in something? Is it just by wishing it true? That's not how you get confidence. You get confidence because the evidence suggests it's real. Right. Okay. You believe that in something that you cannot see because there's really good evidence for it. I'm, I don't just go, wow, you know what? I really hope the woman of my dreams is on the other side of that door and then open the door up. I just, you don't do that. Right. But 
if my wife texts me and says, I will be at your office at 1210 and it's 1209 and I hear the door outside my door open up and I hear footsteps walk up to my door and at 1210 PM I hear, and then I hear my, a voice that sounds like my wife's go, hello, sexy, (laughs) which is what she would say, which is what she would say. Right. Then, even though I've not seen her, I have really good evidence to believe that's her, don't I? Right. But, but Jeff, you're talking about real evidence there. <laughs> <laughs> you're messed up. <laughs> no. But this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about faith. Just believe. Right. Just wait until you're dead and you'll see. We're saying, hey, there's evidence for this. Absolutely. Um, you know, they, uh, we often hear the analogy of... You can't see the wind, but you see the effects of the wind, and it's much mm-hmm. like that. That leaf doesn't roll across the parking lot on its own volition. Right. Right? Something is moving it, and we deduce, because we have that big brain that God gave us, that the wind is blowing that leaf across Boom. the parking lot, right? Boom. And uh, we can see in creation, um, God, God is at work. And it, it does go hand in hand with, the, with what we just talked about, is that um, there is proof upon proof mm that God is here yep. and, and we are pro- products of God. Probability, prophecy, mathematics, nature, teleological argument, cosmological argument, ontological argument, axiological argument. You just go on to the moral right. stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of reasons to believe. All right, let's go to the next one. All right. So we have a couple standing at a door. They're off, obviously proselytizing to the tenant there. And she says, spend eternity with people like you. It's been one minute and I feel nauseous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let me, let me lead, the, lead into this and say, um, yeah. do not judge God by some of the people that uh, believe in God. Sure. Okay. Or I might even go a step further and yeah. say, do not judge a religion based on how annoying I am. Amen. Well, you didn't have to amen that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. And and don't don't judge a religion based on how annoyed you can be at people. Right. Because we all know that sometimes our feelings towards other people aren't good. Right. Yeah. They're not a good measure of truth. You know, just because someone is annoying doesn't mean that they're not right about whatever they're talking about. In fact, some of the most annoying people I remember from school were really smart. Right. And right. And right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it drove us nuts. Yeah. So can't do that. All right, next meme. All right, so we got a we got a picture of uh, two guys sitting together. One looks downtrodden. The other one says, "Don't worry, Nick. It's all according to God's plan." And the next uh, box shows God uh, kind of giving a thoughtful look, and he's got this list: one, create the universe; two, give Nick childhood trauma with no healthy way to cope until he run, ruins everything before getting help. <laughs> That's really sad. It is sad. <laughs> okay, this is. Uh, <clears throat> This is actually a, a pretty good argument, in my opinion, yeah. from an atheist perspective. I think it's the best one they've got so far, I should say. So what, what are they saying? They're arguing that God, if, if Christians are right, God actually has a plan, and God has designed the universe to be a certain way. I would agree with that. Right. Um, they would say even God's view of foreknowledge, uh, he, knew, he either knew Nick was going to suffer, or he caused the events that would lead to Nick's suffering. Um, and I, I would agree with, you know, I'd say one of those is true. And so they're saying God is the ultimate cause of Nick's suffering, even though Christians like to say, this is all part of God's plan. Like that's a comfort. They're like, right. you sh- that, are you sure that should be comforting? Because God planned for you to suffer. So what's going on here? Well, I would first of all 
take you back to the very first thing we said, which is, yeah, God knew you were going to suffer. This is part of God's plan, but God has a greater plan in mind where your suffering is going to be way outweighed by your glory, by your reward, by your enjoyment and joy. You're going to look back at this suffering and say, man, that was nothing comparatively. Again, don't, that's not to trivialize what we're going through. What we're going through can, may hurt really bad, maybe very painful, but it's going to feel trivial right. once you get the billion dollar reward later. Right. And I'd be willing to say that, um, that even, even the worst pain that you're going through, um, how, how can we really know how good good is unless we experience how bad bad is? You know what I mean? We would have no point of reference. If everything were good all the time, what's the point? We don't learn anything, right? We can't tell the difference. We can't tell degrees of anything. But we live this life on earth, and it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes things we go through are just devastating. But once we get that reward and those things have passed away, we can be even more joyous and even more thankful to God that we don't have to live that way anymore. Well, Scripture does absolutely say that Jesus suffered so that we would understand God's love and his justice. Mm-hmm. Right? We wouldn't know how loving God was if Jesus hadn't died for us. Right. And we wouldn't know how just God was if Jesus didn't have to die for us. Right, yeah. right? But God is both just. right? He punishes evil, and he punished Jesus instead of you and me. And he is loving. He offered his son as a sacrifice, mm-hmm. and Jesus died for us. Um, so, so both of those things are true. Now, is it true that God designed a universe and knew that these things were going to happen to you and he let them happen anyway? Yes. You know what the Bible says about that? Does the clay have any right to talk back to the potter? Right. It says some of these are created for noble use. Some things of clay are created for common use. Um, the answer is the clay doesn't talk back to the potter and say, you can't create me for this. Right. We are clay in God's hands, and whatever God chooses to do with us is his prerogative, not ours. Yeah, let's kind of give it uh, uh, also kind of a more, um, I guess, something that people can understand. The thing I always uh, say, you know, we, we take the, the potter and the clay, and that's kind of ambiguous, but let's talk about Leonardo da Vinci when he created the Mona Lisa. Um, the Mona Lisa has has no right to say, you cannot make me this way, and um, because... That is his project. And people that look at it need to give him credit for that project, right? And he can do with it whatever he likes because that is his project. He can paint over it if he wanted to. Thankfully, he didn't because now we have a national or an international treasure, right? Actually, we have two now. You know, they found another one. Did they really? It's a younger version of Mona Lisa that her husband paid to have done. And she's, she's a lot cuter in the younger version. Sweet. That, check that up. Google it. All it's right. really. I saw this article. It was like a a better looking version of Mona Lisa, and I was yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> so I clicked on it. Yeah, sure enough, this found. Anyway, back to the meme. But you're right. You're right. Um, the interesting thing about this meme, though, is that even if it is all the way true, when I have credit for a little bit being true, it doesn't prove God's not real. Right. Amen. All it does is complain that you don't like what God is doing. Right. And you know what? I can do that all the time. Mm-hmm. There's times when that, there's things going on in my life that I'm like, you know, God, why am I going through this? You know, and if, if you're not, um, if you don't have that security to know that, that God actually has a plan for your life, th- that suffering is going to be so much worse. 
Yeah. Um, but if you know that God's going to work through that and you're going to grow and he has something waiting for you on the other side, your life is not going to be this way um, forever. That's good. So. All right. Next meme. It's a picture of like a, a superhero lady in one frame. And Go ahead. Oh, it says, um, forgive your, uh, see. Just give yourself. Oh, give yourself the most. Oh, give yourself the most useless superhero ability. Should I read this one? Yes. The, <laughs> give yourself the most useless superhero oh, quality. Okay. Right. So people are writing a list of things that are useless superhero qualities. Yeah. Okay. So probably like you know, fart man and things like that. Right. Well, one person writes thoughts and prayers, man. Thoughts and prayers, man. Of course, he got a thousand likes yeah. when he wrote that. So thoughts and prayers are absolutely useless. And the argument they're making here is that thoughts and prayers are useless because God's not real. Right. Does prayer make any difference at all? Yeah. And what I would say is that to a person that doesn't believe in God, uh, I would say that the, uh, the platitude of thoughts and prayers, man, um, really doesn't do much for them at that point. And I can see where they would kind of rail against that. But that doesn't, again, that doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. That doesn't mean that, that God doesn't care. And that doesn't mean that prayers don't work because prayers absolutely do work. And I've seen it, ha- I've seen it work in my life. You've seen it work in your life, right? Yes, absolutely. And so, I mean, prayer um, is our communication with God. And if we don't have prayer, um, then how do we ask God for things? How do we let God know what our hopes are? And he won't be able to act on that, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, I was trying to look up the, the last hurricane that came off the eastern seaboard. I can't remember the name right now. But I, I saw an, uh, an article, and it, these, these atheists had uh, made fun of these people who said they, they got, these Christians got together and had a prayer meeting um, praying for the United States eastern coast because this hurricane was coming. And the atheists were posting this, oh, thoughts and prayers don't help, man. You're wasting your time. And then the hurricane that was coming right at the East Coast just just turned and went right. out. And, you know, someone might say, well, the hur- sometimes hurricanes do that. Sometimes they do, and maybe this one just did it naturally. Yeah. But pretty ironic that the atheists actually chose that one to make fun of, those mm-hmm. people. And then the hurricane turned around and left. Right. Now, someone right now is thinking, but what about the hurricanes that don't leave? Look, just because God answers one prayer and doesn't answer another prayer doesn't mean there is no God. Um, God can answer the what he wants to answer. In fact, I actually believe that when God doesn't answer prayers, we should wonder why. Right. And there are a lot of reasons why. We've done a show, seven reasons why God doesn't answer prayer. And so if you're facing a situation where, hey, God didn't answer this prayer, why not go there and read over the list and see if maybe you can figure out why God didn't answer that prayer? Because we believe, or at least I believe, that you should expect your prayer to be answered. The way Jesus talks in the Bible is, when you pray, God's going to give you what you ask for, as long as... There's these seven things. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. All right. So the next one. Uh, we have two guys sitting across the table from each other. One guy asks the other guy, do you believe in God? The other guy says, yes. The first guy says, and aliens? The other guy says, no. Then the first guy says, why? The second guy says, because I never saw one. <laughs> and then the last frame is a close-up of the eyes of the first guy looking at the other guy incredulously. Really? Yeah, really? Obviously, they're like, well, you believe in God. Mm-hmm. You don't believe in aliens because you never saw him an alien. But you've never seen God. So, well, Dave, do you believe in aliens? 
I believe in the possibility of aliens. Do you believe there's really good evidence that aliens exist on Earth right now? You can say yes, no, or I'm not willing to answer that question. I'm willing to answer that question, <laughs> but the answer to that question for me is I'm not really sure because I, I look at the evidence that some people posit and I'm like, is that really good evidence? And I don't know, you know, okay. because I don't, I don't study it enough. Okay. I'll be honest. So Dave's like, I'm, I don't know. I, I would say no. I, would, I wouldn't say that I don't know. I would say more like, I don't really care. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at. Okay. I, I don't think there's aliens on Earth. Uh, the reason I don't think there's aliens on Earth isn't because I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that I haven't seen that I believe exist. Right. But uh, I haven't seen the Eiffel Tower. I believe it exists. I haven't seen the pyramids. I believe they exist. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of things I, I believe exist that I've never seen in real life. Let's say aliens, though. I The reason I don't believe in aliens is because I just don't think mathematically it adds up well enough. Right. Um, but you can go to our truthrevolution.tv and check out, type in aliens. We've done a number of shows mm-hmm. on aliens. Uh, but why do I believe in God? Same reason I don't believe in aliens yet. The ev- the evidence. Right. I, I don't believe in the aliens because of the evidence I haven't seen. I do believe in God because of the evidence I have seen. Mounds and mounds of evidence. All right. Thanks for listening to Truth Revolution. We're from Revolution Church in Salina, Kansas. We got three service times right now. But if you're listening to this any later than October 2019, you might want to check our website because we do different services all the time. What's our website, Dave? For either Truth Revolution or the church, it's your choice. TruthRevolution.tv or Revo.church. That's right. Revo.church is our church's website. TruthRevolution.tv is the website for this show you're listening to right now. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next month, maybe, with Dr. Clay Jones talking about death.